You're listening to the Morning Joe Ranch Show, a podcast by the average Joe for the average Joe. This is my worldly Cliff Notes advice of everything I had to learn the hard way. Oh my goodness, so many tabs open. Okay. I wanted to do a rant about Labor Day because um, it just happened on Monday and I find it interesting how we celebrate Labor Day and <laughs> to me personally, in this country, it makes me laugh. So I, this rant is kind of going to kind of go into like unions and um, I had it. I had a discussion. Usually, this is like discussions that I have with with friends and family members, and it's why I decide to do these tangents. And so, unions have gotten a bad rap the last like thirty years, last three decades. Because I remember in the eighties when I was growing up, like my dad was a firm hater of of unions because growing up in Chicago. It was like all co- all government jobs were unionized, and most private jobs weren't. And um, so the public sector was always union, private wasn't. And my dad worked in both uh, government jobs, and then he worked for a major uh, phone company. And um, when he worked for he worked for the post office, he get pissed off because he only worked there for I think he said like a year or two. But he'd get pissed because the unions would come in and they would basically allow shitty workers to stay on for shitty working, according to him. I'm not denying that didn't happen. I'm not saying this isn't and this isn't like an argument over Republican or Democrat or whether socialism is better than capitalism. I don't think any of them work because none of them because Like, let me just first say humans in general are shitty to each other. Um, Usually the people that are in charge are sociopaths or psychopaths. And they're the people that we on both sides that we have in control right now. And we've had them in control for decades and decades. And those are the people that are the loudest. Those are the people that don't care about people the most. They don't have empathy. They don't have sympathy. It's proven. So anyway... Um, and any of the stuff that I bring up now about like the union stuff, the charts, I'm going to, like I've said before, I, I'm going to start putting the sources that I find in there because I, I get tired of people sitting there arguing and it's like, okay, well, here you go. Here are the facts of whatever you're spewing. You can't deny it now. You know, you can take it and you can chew on it and swallow it. And this isn't to try to sway you. Like I said, I don't debate people anymore. It's not worth it to me. Everybody's got the right to their own opinion, which is fine. But if you're going to spew your opinion out, at least spew them out on facts. And if you're going to argue that these aren't factual, I don't know what to tell you then. Then your facts coming out of something that I don't even, you know, I don't get it. So anyway, um, somebody brought this up. I had a discussion with them this 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 week and kind of made me want to touch base on this. So Labor Day is brought in and I want to. So I don't know if any of you have ever checked out archive.org. Holy crap. That is an awesome website. 
Um, and I I never knew this existed, but you can go back. You have to like sign up for it and stuff like that. So I'm going to attach the archive.org link to the where I found this at. But you, if you're wanting to see what I'm actually giving out right now, you have to go to it. You have to sign up. And I'm not, I don't get any money for it or anything. It doesn't cost anything. But if you wanted to view something, you have to sign up and log. If you don't believe that I found it here. Anyway, so I'm going to start off first by stating... Um, the first Labor Day parade, which was held in 1882, and it was by the workers. Um, labor unions were originally no party back then. They were just part of the. Um, uh, they they like it was just the organizers were just normal people like you and I, like normal employee like workers that um, did you know they they were just tired of the shitty shitty employment stuff like the shitty job stuff and this was back in the 1800s and originally like there were labor strikes all the way back in like to the 1600s which i never knew that but like dated back like there may have been even further than that but i think in recorded history they're saying that they went all the way back to like 16 middle 1600s was when there were some labor disputes with um fishermen and stuff like that with uh i think with certain kingdoms and things like that so there's always been and the, and the reason i'm i'm prefacing this as like i know i just said like it's not republican democrat it's not about capitalism socialism communism any of that shit this is about the wealthy class brainwashing the working middle class into believing that the poor and impoverished are the ones that are the problem and it's not it is the ultra wealthy, which we can see in our media, which is the problem, that that has a tendency of spewing out bullshit. Um, and that's my biggest thing. I have no problem with people getting wealthy. That's not my problem. If you supply something and you do and you've worked your ass off for it and people are willing to spend like this is where people don't understand for me. And I, I know I'm going off on a tangent, which is why it's my rant show. But I just... I'm trying to preface it with saying, like, I don't have skin in the game, except I can't stand that money buys money buys everything in terms of votes and like everything politically that changes our system around. It, it destroys the economy because they pay for brainwashing tactics that it's all of this shit. And that's why I always attack the uber, uber wealthy of shit. And in, especially in America, because we don't produce anything. We're all consumption-based. We don't provide any type of value. And I'm going to get into this in a second. So let me first, I, I went off on a bit of a tangent, but that's just because I don't care whether you lean right or left. This has nothing to do with that. Okay, so in 1882, the New York Times did, a, did an article. And it was about the first official Labor Day parade. And I want to read... A segment from that. So I'm reading it right now. The parade of the working men yesterday, although not so large as its organizers predicted, was conducted in an orderly and pleasant manner. Those who rode or marched in the procession were cheerful and evidently highly gratified with the display, the originators of the labor demonstration as the parade was spoken of, frankly admitted that the working men 
were determined to show their numerical strength in order to satisfy the politicians of this city, and they must not be terrified. Uh, they must not be trifled with. Now, according to the article, the the men carried the signs. Oh, sorry. Now I wrote this part. Now, according to the article, the men carried signs with slogans like "Labor built this republic, and labor shall rule it." No more, no money monopoly. Close the stores at 6 p.m. Eight hours for a legal day's work. To the workers should belong the wealth. The workers should be. Uh, sorry, that was a. Uh, to the workers should belong the wealth. Vote labor ticket party hacks to the rear. And the last one is pay to rent. So these signs were all the, those slogans were the ones that were were with the demonstration and that they like fought for labor like that like they like that proves how much labor wanted the power like the power was in the people so with doing that there's a i'm going to provide there's two charts that i'm going to provide that i found and these were through the um census.gov which i know it's a government website i get it but they also were provided by the unionstats.gsu.edu. So these are two, these are the statistics of it. Now, it's going to be hard to explain this without you seeing the chart, but I'll provide the chart. So the U, this is the U.S. union membership rate and middle class share of income. So there's two, you have the bottom, the bottom of it is the day of, of the year. Now, I had a chart and I can't find it. I think it was in uh, on Wikipedia. That showed it going back to the 1920s and with unions coming in because in the 1930s is when the Democratic Party started backing up the union, like the the labor unions, because, again, for some reason, the Democrats always sided with like the people in a way. And again, I'm I'm not like it's just how the politics work or they pretended to be. I don't know whatever you want to call it. It was the 1930s. I wasn't alive back then. So. On the bottom chart of the bottom of the chart is the year. So it's from 1967 to 2018. On the left side is the middle class share of income. On the right side is the union membership rate. Now it shows as so the union membership rate is only going up to 30%. And in 1967, you see this chart and it shows how as it gradually goes to 2018 and the union membership rate drops, how much middle-class income drops too. So it's insane to see it because you're like, holy shit. And again, like the gold standard was lifted in 1971. And the only reason I bring that up is it's when mass printing came into effect, like mass debt, basically like like our dollar is just a debt note. There's nothing, there, there, there's no backing it. We went off the gold standard in 1971. Um, and that's when gold went way up. And so, and it's still going up. And so anyway, the, but this also is like interesting because union membership and the middle-class share of income remain low as unions got dropped out so did middle-class income, which is huge because that's what the wealth gap is created. And if you're going to fight me on the wealth gap, you're full of shit. Like, come on. Like, I, I don't know why you're defending the uber rich. You're never going to make a million dollars or you're never going to be a millionaire. So 
uh, stop pretending you're going to be based off of starting a bit like it's come on we like this is what makes me laugh it's like i'm not saying you don't deserve to make millions of dollars if you've earned it you've earned it that's not my point but when you're sitting there saying saying that there's no wealth gap yeah there is there's a huge one there's a massive wealth gap and we're all feeling it anyway get back to this thing so the unions so when i was brought up with my dad it was always told like and I'm not mad at my dad for saying it. He has his right to his opinion. He was in a union. I've never been into a. I've never been in a union, even though I worked in a middle school for eight years, seven, eight years. I was never part of the union because I wasn't technically a teacher. I was a teacher's assistant. I worked in the special ed department, but my position wasn't hired through the teacher union. It was specifically hired through the district. Um, so I was never part of a union. Now, I did talk to teachers and back then, and a lot of them liked the union because it, ten, it tenured them. That means that it like allowed them to keep their job, even if there was shittiness going on, as in like they weren't doing their job. And I worked with teachers that were great, and I worked with teachers that were really bad at that school. And that because they were tenured, they got away with stuff. It was really insane because the unions prevented from touching that. So I get that there is, this is like everything. There's a grayscale in all of this. That's not my problem. I'm talking about a massive, massive, massive problem with wealth. That And, and, the, and again, the wealthy are getting wealthier and the poor are getting poorer. And unions, whether you agree with them or not, there is a definite correlation between income for middle class and poor and and the rights to workers, which we should have, you guys. Like, we should legitly have workers' rights. Like, why would you not be for that? We're all workers. Like, if I owned a company, I and th- this is, again, this is just me. Yeah, I don't want lazy workers. But at the same time, if you have strong union force where it's like, good people in charge of it that doesn't happen they they put in restrictions for that they're specifically for that anyway getting off topic so we could see that per this chart that the union membership rate and the middle class share of income remain low as unions drop off the face of the earth or face of america so does the income uh for the middle class and it's all this chart goes all the way up to 2018 um And then there's another chart that I'm providing, and it's the decline of upward mobility. And this chart shows so that you have generation, you have the silent generation, you have the boomer generation. So the silent generation is the 1940s. The boomer generation is the 50s and 60s uh, into a little bit of the 70s. And that's where the Gen X generation comes in. And then the, and then also Gen X, because they, they technically consider millennial part of the... I think I'm considered a millennial for some reason. I was born in 81. But that's like Gen X. and So it, it goes into the 1980s and that's it. And this one shows um, parents income percentile at the bottom. And then percentage of people earning more. So this is basically like if people are earning more than their parents did. So it is... <laughs> It is crazy to see this chart because basically, like, it just shows we are not earning. It's it's showing like, all right, American 30-year-olds that earned more than their parents did the same age. 
um, born in 1940, and it shows nine out of ten earn more than their parents did. If you were born in the 1980s or after, if you've made the same, if you're making the same amount of income from your when your parents were 30 years, it shows five out of ten. And this chart is a little. Uh, this shows from I think 2020. Okay, so this is from 2020. God knows what the the current millennials, the 1990s. I mean, oh my God. So, again, keep telling me that you know we have a great workforce when majority of us are unemployed. You know, not majority, but I mean over. I mean, our unemployment is way over 30 percent which the last podcast I did, I talked about this. And I'm not trying to be on here like proving and touting that, like it's not about saying I'm right. It's not about any of that shit. Because I, I, again, everybody's got their own right to their own opinion based off the facts and stuff like that. I, I, that's not my problem. I, I just get annoyed that like in America, we bury our head in the sand. We pretend like one party likes us over the other or like like thinks that we're they're going to help us over the other and they're not and it's just again this is why there needs to be a strong populace why there needs to be a revolution to happen to change for the better for everybody in our country and it's not to say everybody should get a handout or not or whatever but it it's just to say that like our labor force is terrible right now you know, we're, when you can only get a job at a big box store and you're only making $12 an hour, not even. I mean, again, minimum wage is seven, federal minimum wage, I think, is $7.50 an hour, I think. And and I, I, that's a pretty close, I mean, that's, that's pretty close to what it is. And then each state has its own minimum wage. I think like California is at like $10.50 an hour, maybe. I'm trying to think of what Tennessee is. I live in Tennessee and I, I don't really know. I think it's either the federal minimum wage or it's a little higher than that, like $8 an hour. I could be wrong. Um, either way, there's no way. Anybody that bullshits saying that they could live off minimum wage and anybody that says this too to me, I'm not I, I'm not arguing again. I'm not debating. Everybody that's – the minimum living wage is the most that a person with a family – like a family – of four should be able to live off of. That was what the definition of minimum wage was. You cannot live off of minimum wage, seven seven fifty an hour for a family of four. And the people that are like, well, you're not supposed to permanently work at McDonald's. Okay. Well, when those are the only places hiring, but then you tell people to get off unemployment and you're telling people they shouldn't have unions and you're telling like, what do you want people to do? Buckle up their bootstraps and work harder at what? Producing what? Who's buying anything right now? I mean, it. There just comes a point where it's like, I'm, I'm like, just take your head out of the sand and look up and realize that that that's not that's not a possibility. May you know, and and this is the other thing. If you look at the charts, everybody wants to sit there and say, well, the 50s and 60s were great, especially people in my life that say that. And it's like, okay, look at the 50s and 60s, and this is what I wanted to get at with the unions. In the 50s and 60s, the unions were the strongest per the chart. They were the strongest at that point. There's a reason there was so much prospering because the labor class, the middle working class, had so much power. That's way. That's the way it should be. People still make a shit ton of money. Corporations still make a shit ton of money. But if you have a strong working middle class, 
you can like and this is like this chart just shows it and that's why i laugh when i hear people say well the 50s and 60s were the best dude that's because that's because the unions were involved well laziness though okay like again it's a gray scale like yes there's lazy people everywhere you can't fix it all like quit acting like there's a utopia it doesn't exist but there could be something that is really good for most majority of people and we're not i mean come on guys this is majority of people are not in a good spot right now the la- the one thing i do want to talk about real quick is so when i worked for verizon wireless um i we got called into a meeting and i'm only bringing this up because it's a union-based thing but um we got called into a meeting. It was my whole team. Um, and we, we just got hired on. And it was with HR. And I was, it's and it sat so, I sat in my stomach so weirdly because I'm, I looked at the guy that was sitting next to me, like kind of weird. And he kind of looked at me weird. So they're, like they have call centers all over the country. And I'm only using them as an example because it's my personal experience with, what ha- with union stuff. They said to us, so... They called us in and they're like, we wanted to bring up where if you guys see union people in the parking lot, we want you guys to understand not to talk to them. And we were all like, oh, you know, and, and they didn't threaten us with firing us, but it was like, we, we want you to understand you have it really good here. You have really good pay. You have really good benefits. You have all this. And like, I there were two HR people in there and they were like, you don't want to, you don't want a union. You don't want a union. A union's going to take away your bonuses. A union's going to take away your benefits. You're going to have to pay dues. You don't want to talk to the union people. The union people screw things up. And this was back in like 2007, 2008 maybe. Nah, yes. No, it was like 2008, maybe 2009. And um, anyway... And I, I mean, at that point, like I, I don't, like I was like, okay, I just kind of thought it was weird that they were bringing up a union thing, but totally makes sense now being older and like understanding where we are now in the economy and where we are in the situation and how easy it is for corporations to slowly, again, add more work onto your plate with, a, and we've all had it done to us, add more work onto your plate without, you know, it's just. There's so much stuff to it as an added layer on, and it makes so much sense why corporations and why a lot of, you know, a lot of politicians are anti, you know, union. And it's just kind of funny to me because it's like, why shouldn't, you know, it's it's like you're fucking over the little guy, which isn't really like, I don't know. That was my take on the unions, though. So anyway, I hope you all had a great Labor Day and uh, y'all have a good one. This week's podcast was brought to you by ConnectGo Internet Inc., bringing your business to the future, connectgo.com.